Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And we're back. We are back. Yay. Yay. Yeah, thanks for holding out during the hiatus here of uh, mm-hmm. of holidays and travel for me mm-hmm. and uh, getting back into the swing of things. So, yes, we'll yeah. try to be back in a regular yes, pace absolutely. from now on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, spending some time with Mark. Gospel of Mark. Yeah. Fire, <laughs> a fireside chat with Mark. With the Mark. Gospel of Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be an interesting vision, like hanging out with Mark. That could I don't be know. Fun. Would he be a, would he be as terse as, in person as he is in writing? Like he'd just be like, um, "This," and then I'm done. Like he seems like a no nonsense kind of yeah, person. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He's not really here for a leisurely stroll. No. You know. No, not much mm. flowery language or. No, you know. he's not a poet. Definitely not. No. No. So. But he's very intentional. So. Yeah, intentional. That's a good way yeah. to put it. So, so fireside chat with Mark Mm -hmm. starting up. I mean, part of that is this is the um, gospel of the lectionary year generally sticks with. Like we Mm -hmm. we bounce around a bit, but this is a little smattering of John here and there. Yeah, but but this is we we get a lot of Mark, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of fun. Um, I've always appreciated Mark. Yeah, and yeah, we're kind of at the end of this nearing the end of the season of Epiphany. I think we have this Sunday and two more Sundays to go. Yeah, yeah, or. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two, two. more. Yeah. And then, the fourth and the eleventh, and then well, the eighteenth. Yeah, but the eleventh is the um, transfiguration. Transfiguration. Sunday. So really, only mm-hmm. only two. True. Yeah. The transfiguration. I know it's kind of a funky, funky church celebration thing. It's kind of a funky thing. Period. You just never really know what to say about it. I know. So mystical, magical, wonderful. So, <laughs> but, but we'll pro- talk about that in that's another a week. Problem for another, another couple day. weeks. Uh, Today we are with Jesus in his, and he's really getting into his ministry now, and we get some fun. Um, I, I think this is a fun text. I like how it, it surprises it everybody. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I think um, Matt Skinner writes in his uh, working preacher commentary. Um, and Matt was one of my professors in seminary, and um, he writes like, "This is the point where, in the narrative, that Jesus comes out for a fight." Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like it's just really interesting thinking about what's happened. He just, I mean, for those of you that uh, followed worship last Sunday, like so the text we just wrestled with was the calling of the disciples leaving the fishing nets, mm-hmm. um, and now we have, uh, you know, mm-hmm. cut to the temple and Jesus walking in mm-hmm. and. Yeah, early ministry. Yeah. Nobody really knows who he is yet. He's not famous quite yet. He just has this ragtag group of kids who are following him, and he's showing up being like, here I am. It's me, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and to be fair, this is not the, what we what we are about to, what we'll hear about um, in just a moment when I read it is, is considered one of the first miracles in mm. Mar- Mark. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also it's interesting because it's um, it's not about bringing followers yet. It's not about um, salvation or mm-hmm. like a lot of the things that we associate with who Jesus, what Jesus is. That this is in many ways this is Jesus declaring who Jesus is, uh-huh. and us starting to know who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Which is a hard thing to unpack from like all that we already know from all the God, like in our lives as Christians. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like this is this is introduction to Jesus 101. Yeah. In some uh, ways, this is his first opportunity other than inviting the fishermen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be interesting to think about the the passages that we have heard in the past two weeks with the calling of the different disciples. Yeah. And especially I'm thinking of like how they address him. 
Yeah. yeah right. Like yeah. there's a lot of rabbi yep. teacher. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the proclamation of who Jesus is, how they see him and how the ways that they have seen him are reflected in this short passage of yeah. who he is living him into. So it's kind of like we get this like, OK, so these guys signed up to follow him. Now the rubber is going to meet the road. And are we going to find that their hopes are going to be met with who Jesus actually is and the things that he's actually doing? Or is it all just words? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways, you know, this first event is kind of like the, do they stay or do they go? Mm -hmm. Right. Like after witnessing who should I go? Yep, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, we find out they they stick around, but like, um, stay, stay. but (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time, like it's, it's interesting because it really is kind of this, the first time they see Jesus doing something Mm -hmm. and it's that question of what's the response going to be. Yeah. Let's find out what Jesus is going to do. So this is uh, the Gospel according to Mark in the first chapter, uh, verses 21 to 28. And I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Okay. So they went to Capernaum, and when Sabbath, the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Mm, fame. Fame, yeah. Um, <laughs> I... It's interesting, right? Because if you kind of imagine this, all of a sudden Jesus shows up in a synagogue. It's not like his hometown. He's probably never been there before. He just shows up to a place of of worship one day and is all of a sudden going to teach. And I wonder, I wonder about that because for us, that'd be very weird. Like if we were leading worship and someone was like, I'm going to teach now, we'd be like, no, you're not. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming. Yeah, sit down, please. Or let's have a conversation before yeah, we ever would invite yeah. you into this. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. So, like, it's like there's a lot of disruption, I guess, happening in here. Yeah, yeah. There's dis- there's disruption of the st- of the norms. Yes. Right of who has power. Mm-hmm. Um, which in some ways is is probably a thread throughout this story, right? Because in mm-hmm. some ways it's it's. I mean, it's named that he comes in and teaches with authority, which, I mean, Mark is like, uh, and not as the scribes, right? So a different type of authority. A different type of authority, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Which is really, that's a powerful thing to think about. Not the authority of the old guard or the, the resident elders. Or, uh, yeah, and, and I mean, that's one way. I, I think the... Way that I think it might, it's even more powerful is thinking not the way of the establishment. Yeah, yeah. And saying not the way of the institution that is currently supported mm-hmm. by Rome. Yes. Right. And endorsed by Rome. And that's a good point, too. Yeah. I think we're kind of saying a similar thing, but that's an important point, too. Not yeah. I think they overlap, but I think, yeah, this, this expands that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so it, then he's, yeah. Something must be new and fresh about the way he's teaching as well. New and fresh, and maybe it's got an edge or a bite, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, it's it's pushing against 
mm-hmm. um, or um, is a return to, I mean, one of the things we see in Mark and we also see in, in the other gospels is, is Jesus relies a lot on quoting uh, the prophets and other mm-hmm. text, and in some ways trying to return people to faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder if in some ways that's part of the authority is that this is an authority that is spoken out of also out of history mm-hmm. and out of knowledge. I mean, we don't know. We don't know yeah. what, what he teaches and there. I think, too, like when you mentioned like the the quoting the prophets, like that's a real confrontation kind of moment too. another disruption. Yeah. Kind of this naming the prophets, naming that the people aren't doing things the right way and they need to repent, believe the good news. We're connecting back to John the Baptist there. And so I think if you're somebody who's hearing that, you don't want to be told that you're doing things wrong, right? Or that oh, you need not. to repent yeah. or confess and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm really like I'm really clinging on to that like kind of idea of the, all this disruption happening. Yeah, it's absolutely and sh- being shaken up, and because the man with the unclean spirit too, it's like a two for two for one for this day of worship, right? Yeah. Not only do you have this stranger coming in to teach with authority, then you have someone with an unclean spirit hooting and hollering in worship. Yeah, it's like a tent revival. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot. It's, ter- it's... <laughs> it, like if I, if that happened to me and be like, that was not a good day. <laughs> that was a lot. And and so you know, um, it's interesting because I think one of the challenges of this text is in our modern sensibilities. It's 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 often written off as well. Jesus heals this man from leprosy or like something like that, and like an and illness. We, an illness. And mm-hmm. and I think that Mark is savvier than that. And that mm-hmm. Mark is using, I mean, and okay, first off, we we have to step step back and say, okay, we can't really separate an understanding of evil and demon possession and spiritual forces mm-hmm. from this because the worldview that that this was written in, mm-hmm. that was their view and understanding. So so yeah. there's no real good way to do that. But then I'd add, Mark views this through a lens that that it is also. It is a both and. It is mm-hmm. real, but it is also metaphorical. Mm-hmm. That it is that that demon possession is also pointing right back at the scribes, and right back at what has been done that is wrong. Mm. Like we've like, do you mean like we've strayed so far that like demon possession is the norm now? Well, that, but it's also it's that the demon sees who Jesus is and says, "You're going to defeat us," yeah. right? And then and then. It's this notion that, I mean, in some ways that demons are the things that keep us from God and that try to name and have control of us. Okay. Right? Um, and the scribes are kind of parallel to that or an and example that the scri- of that? Or that the scribes have not have not gotten out of their own way. Yeah. Right? That, that there are obstacles. And you could look historically and be like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, they're actually complicit. They've. Mm-hmm. abused relationships in different ways for power, for money, for other yeah. things. Like Just like the least, church has in a lot of ways too, right? Yeah, historically. And, and and it's that betrayal of trust, right, when the thing that is supposed to bring you closer to God really pushes you away from God. Yeah. And, and Jesus is naming that mm-hmm. publicly and, and loudly. But now the things, but it's this role reversal too, right? Because the things that are supposed to take you away from God, the demons bring the people closer by naming who Jesus is in some ways. Yeah. And it's, it's the question. I mean, so in thinking about this in some ways, um, is that what is it that has power over us and how does that name, how does that, how does that name who we are and does that name Jesus? Right. 
does I mean, what has power over us name Jesus? So what are our demons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and what is the response? Mm-hmm. Like, I think about this as, a, you know, think about it from the perspective of, of um, just life. Is mm-hmm. it is it shame? Is it guilt? Is it questions? Is it mm-hmm. where are the pieces in our lives? Is it is it identity um, and pieces of that? Not just gender, but also like bodily, um, socially, mm-hmm. all those different pieces. Yeah. And how do those put us into a place where we feel that we cannot be who we really are? Yeah. And I'm wondering if, in some ways, this calling out of I see you, Jesus, are you going to destroy us? And Jesus says, silent, mm-hmm. says, stop giving power. In some ways, like there's part of me that's wondering, is like Jesus being like, some commentators say Jesus is just being silent. He doesn't want people to know that what he's doing and blah, blah. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure in this passage, because I kind of wonder if Jesus is being like silent, being like, you don't have power the way you think you have power. Yeah. That you are, you think that you need this or that this is part, that this is, this is all that you are, mm-hmm. but I see through that and I see you. Mm. And I don't know, like, I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure how, how to weave all that, but like, there's something that seems really powerful to me about Jesus saying, stop, stop speaking through your, yeah, stop, stop speaking as a demon, right? Stop, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like silence um, in that way, like, like saying, he doesn't Can we give let it, go of that? He yeah. doesn't even give it power. And I'm thinking about this because... He doesn't even name it, right? No. He just says, be silent and come out. And that's the thing. Like, so the demons are like, you're going to destroy us. Yeah. And what Jesus does is really just separates us, the person, from the demons, right? Come exactly. out. Exactly, yeah. You know, he doesn't even... He's not in the business of destruction, well, he's in the business of destroying that which is keeping us from who we are, yeah, and from love, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has no problem in saying this should go, this got to go. You got to like, yeah, you got to let this go so that you can be who you are. Mm-hmm. But he's not. I mean, he's not destroying the person. No, but he's no, saying, and maybe that's trying to the thing, right? The, the demons are like, oh, destroy us in this person, right? Mm-hmm. destroy all of it get rid of all of it and when really like it's kind of this like taunt like are you gonna kill us jesus in this person but yeah. jesus is like no but i'm gonna separate you from that person and cast you out yeah it's it's the it's the i'm gonna separate the person and the problem mm-hmm. the person is not the problem mm-hmm. right it's um, not that truth of that who that person, person is. is it's yeah. not right mm-hmm. right the demons aren't yeah and to think about just like for all of us, what are what are those places that we can conf- we conflate and confuse the two? Yeah, that we we presume that we are bound to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that mean for for understanding God's power? Yeah, because I think that's what Jesus is doing is he's basically saying God's power doesn't let let that exist. God looks at you and says, "No, first and foremost, you are a beloved child of God." Mm-hmm. And yes. so you this this demon that you have or this thing that has taken over your life, mm-hmm. whatever it is that whether it be shame or, mm-hmm. um, you know, sin in some way, I don't know. But like and, and mm-hmm. I think that like and like so when I think about it, even like in terms of like 
like it's reconciling in Christ Sunday this Sunday, and I think and we celebrate being inclusive and open as a congregation. And I think about this that the the demon is not the identity. No. The demon is the shame and the buildup and the self flagellation mm-hmm. and hurting mm-hmm. and hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus is saying, silence. Yeah. Come out. Come out. I think too, like it always kind of skirts that line between, you know, the, the awful saying, the love, the sinner hate the sin. But here it's when within that, there's a level of like, you're responsible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and in here, it's almost this like, this like, because you're a part of this world, this thing has has power over you. But I see you in a way that where it you can be lifted from you. Yeah, and from like a social commentary perspective, mm-hmm. this is Jesus saying, this empirical power that is over you mm-hmm. is not you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like what you have adopted in order to survive or in order to move forward Mm -hmm. and it feels like it is now a part of you or has broken you. Mm -hmm. That's not you. Mm -hmm. Um, And in some ways this is Jesus like Mark has this eschatological bent, like always the bringing in of the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and drawing it near. And in some ways this is Jesus saying the kingdom of God is near, which means this kingdom that you see is not how it is. The uh-huh. world is different or can be different mm-hmm. than how you see it. And in some ways, this is a big, yeah, a big push saying, look, it can be, it different. Can be different, which is underscored by the reaction of the people. Right? right. They were all amazed and they kept asking one another, what is this? Yeah. A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This like shock by the people, like, oh, it can be like it can be different. Like, how exciting is that? Yeah. And I wonder if like I just thinking about in our own lives, um, that it raises the question of of what needs to be spoken that is that is shocking, but also that is um that that allows um something to shift. Mm-hmm. Right. That part of what Jesus does is that like they say, even the unclean spirits obey him. Mm-hmm. But the subtext that is, is that, is that the spirits have shifted and so have we. Right. That, mm-hmm. that if the spirits obey, that means that if we can't, if we, if we see that as part of our world, then it means that, that Jesus also has power over us. Over everything. Over everything, mm-hmm. which means that the that the evil or that which is harmful is also under the control of that which loves, mm-hmm. or at least can be. Mm-hmm. That the love has more power than that. That light has more power than it. Can it. Be cast it out. can be cast out by. Yeah, I don't right. mean that like it's it, it, that it's, it's not wielding it, it. It's not against wielding you. It. Right. Exactly. No. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. But that Jesus has the power to yeah. separate it from yeah, you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which means that mm-hmm. when they say he has power over the unclean spirits, they're also like. The subtext is, ooh, they have he has power over all of it. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Hmm. Which makes me wonder if that is also part of the what Mark is like. Hey, check out Jesus. Like mm-hmm. in this world where you <laughs> think check out Jesus, where you think <laughs> you understand what power looks like. Yeah, and all of a sudden you don't. Mm-hmm. 
and that that power and and in some ways this is a this would be a great I'm not going to go on it like a rabbit hole now but like this is a great in, way to engage power and authority and what does that actually look like what does that mean mm-hmm. um, but it's also I think that Mark is doing this in a way that is trying to introduce Jesus and God's kingdom mm-hmm. in a way that says it's not as you think it is yeah it's different yep but I like that that power and authority who or what is your power and authority yeah because we've been talking a lot about that um aside from this and you know thinking about especially politics and I've been talking with other friends about it too and you know the motivation behind casting your vote for different mm-hmm. things yeah um and what do you put first right do you put first your faith in Jesus or are you first held to i don't know whatever whatever else might is motivate it, if it's you an issue or financial a, yeah. if yeah. it is um nationalism if it is you know yeah xyz right how what really is taking authority in your life yeah and recognizing that whatever has the most authority in your life will be the path that you follow which raises the question of how do we let christ have authority in our lives uh-huh. if we truly profess that christ is our lord mm-hmm. right yep and what, what does is, that actually look like yeah what does that actually look like in our lived experience and behavior yeah and maybe this is a clue right mm-hmm. is to say can we let Christ have power over those places that we we assume Christ does not have power. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yep. where when, we think we're in control. Yeah. Maybe those places need some authority from Jesus. Especially when you connect it to, to like Mark's underlying current of the Roman Empire. Yeah. And the way that the status quo leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, such and such, are all kind of beholden to peace at all costs through the Roman Empire. Yeah, peace and which isn't really peace, but right, peace, I mean it's oppression. Yeah, peach peace peach. Peace which is oppression and fear too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Peace that is really rooted in fear of um stirring the pot and being, you know, killed. And yeah. it's like fair. It's mm-hmm. very fair to be afraid of it, right? Yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's easy to like kind of throw the scribes under the bus, but <laughs> they were like the way that they were behaving was, you know, I mean, I think really understandable. It doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't but it make is it understandable. right. But it's understandable because they're they're working within the system that they're in. Mm-hmm. And they're in some ways they're they're trying to survive and they've mm-hmm. chosen a path. Yeah. And and in some ways, Jesus is saying, uh, hi. There's another um, way. Yeah, there's another way. And also, mm-hmm. the other way is kind of the way that we started on. But, like, mm-hmm. did you guys just kind of forget? Like, yeah. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of like this. You were never meant to be oppressed by anybody. Yeah. And no. I think, I mean, and man, that's a mantra throughout the Old Testament, too. It's like this mm-hmm. desire mm-hmm. of God's people are are to be free. Mm-hmm. Always. But that time and time again, mm-hmm. they, through behavior, mm-hmm. find themselves oppressed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And lots yeah. of it is consequence. Some of it is not. But, like, mm-hmm. it's it's really powerful to think about that. Yeah. A lot of it is attributed to the fact that they're not following God in the way that God has set down a path for them to follow God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So... 
what are you think? I'm curious to hear a little bit maybe in our last few minutes what you're thinking about with how and we should tell the folks too if they don't know what reconciling in Christ is. Yeah, so it's a Messiah made the choice um publicly uh in twenty fourteen, which is kind of late to the game in many for many congregations, but also um not late not, to the game in our area. Not in our area. Yeah. Um but Messiah's been this way for a long time. Um and this was kind of just a public and discerning way of naming that the congregation is is open, inclusive, and welcoming of of full participation and inclusion mm-hmm. of LGBTQIA plus folks, um, and in reality of more than that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a very wide inclusivity and welcome, um, and that welcome also essentially says that 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 welcome means that we see you as a child of God and that this is not sin, mm-hmm. that that you are complete and whole, that this mm-hmm. is, um, which means that you are. You are welcome for who you are here, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that that's that's important just to name because there are a lot of churches that say you are welcome, but the subtext but is that please don't but talk, please about, don't who talk about who you are, and also you, we still don't approve of your behavior. Yeah. Whereas we're like, we love you, mm-hmm. and we know your behavior is who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't there, separate. It doesn't you separate from, God. from you from God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are behaviors that separate you from God, but those happen between all genders, all sexes, all. Right, yeah. like, yeah, that's just the human condition. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we celebrate that one Sunday uh, a year, um, specifically. You know, we name it in other ways throughout the year, and hopefully do a better job of that. But like, but at the same time, we we stop and acknowledge it. And so this Sunday is that su- Sunday. Um, and I think for me, um, I think the the thing that draws me into this um, into this passage in some ways is that question of. Of what are, um, how do we understand the demons that each of us carry or have carried? Mm-hmm. Um, because we all have them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not like, you know, I'm not an incredibly vulnerable preacher. So, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I am in certain ways, but not in others. But, like, I don't tell a lot of stories. But, like, I do think, like, there's this element to me of this question of how do we understand the things that hold us captive mm-hmm. um, that still can see um, the good, mm-hmm. know what's right, know that we're loved, mm-hmm. but won't let us actually live that way. Yeah. And how do we, how do we let Jesus give voice to say silence mm-hmm. so that we can actually hear that voice that, of complete love and acceptance and care and yeah. unconditional grace? Um, because to me, that's good. That's the demon mm-hmm. p- place. In I like this. that. And an actual so. silence and a separation of that idea. Yeah. So that it's not holding you captive anymore. Correct. Because I think no matter how many times kind of we try to tell ourselves, hey, that's not real. Like, yeah. you know, like I got to stop thinking about this or always going back to this. Like that it's still there. It hasn't been silenced. Yeah. Rumin- right? Rumination is. <laughs> Uh-huh. Rumination as a human condition. Oof. Overthinking. Overthinking. And yeah, I'm so guilty of that. But like, uh, but I do, th- I do think, yeah, the silence and the, and the, and the expulsion, right? I mm-hmm. mean, the, the out. Get silent, out of here. Get out, silent, zip it and, yeah. you know, get out. Yeah. And like, and I think, yeah, I think there's something powerful about that. But it's also, it's powerful because it says, um, in some ways, this is a this is a contrast. Is that the de- the demon thinks he has power over Jesus because he's named him? Mm. Oh, 
right? Interesting, interesting. And Jesus instead says, no, mm-hmm. I actually see you. Mm. Oh, that's Silence a very different way than I thought out, about it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't actually have the power you think you have. Yeah. Um, Just because you can name Jesus doesn't mean you really understand the power Jesus has. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. It's a more, and that too makes me think like so much of like kind of the tension between like, like my husband has even said this, like I, <laughs> I like, was at a point in time in my life where I was trying to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior all the time and nothing was happening, you know? <laughs> and that's it's an interesting like, thing to say, but yeah, that's that's a powerful way like, to think about it. Like, yeah, like, like I want to do this, but what do I do? How do like I do naming this? Like, it is fine, I, but yeah. like living it is a completely different thing, right? It is, and it's also, I would say that that's, that's the other thing the, that this is... Um, that this is the this is also the powerful thing about Mark is that demon this person doesn't ask to be saved. Mm-hmm. The person isn't looking for Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior. Mm. He just kind of wandered in off the street. He's or he's already there hanging out because yeah. he's like, hey, temple, lots of lots of fun here. But like, he's <laughs> like, there's sacristy, there's sacristy with wine. But like, he's <laughs> he's like, like, I thought this was the cafe. <laughs> yeah, but like, but he's but the demon then like th- like. Jesus sees that and says, look, (laughs) Mm -hmm. zip it out, be done, be gone. And, and part of that is this name, this naming in the way that says, um, coming full circle that, that comes back to this question of saying with that demon, um, and the authority of like, and this goes back to thinking about the scribes, mm-hmm. is does the demon think because there's he's in a community where it's okay that like that the normal world is going to operate this way and that the demon can name Jesus without any consequences? Oh. And Jesus is like, you can't do that. Mm. And Jesus also, I mean, Mark also, you could you say. You can that, talk about God with any, without any follow, follow through. through. Yeah. And Jesus also then, in some ways, this is kind of powerful to think about too, is Mark, um, and this opens a huge can of worms. We're not going there today. But like, mm-hmm. is that is it like the people that recognize Jesus' authority are the demons, which makes mm-hmm. you wonder about those that profess church and Jesusiness mm-hmm. so, so much. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that like that Christians are that way, but at no. the same time, this is pointing out that mm-hmm. we see those things in different ways. Mm-hmm. And and what Jesus basically does is is says, hold up, mm-hmm. stop calling my name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get out. Mm-hmm. Now let's move forward. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I like and I guess. So sorry, that was kind of a long convoluted way of like getting through this like in a funky way, but to basically say there, there's, there's something deeply personal about this, but also deeply societal. Yeah. About yep. what Jesus is doing. Yeah. I like all those things you said. I think that's good, good food for thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somewhere in there is the sermon. Okay. I look forward somewhere. to hearing it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and, uh, and then we get to continue, uh, next week with more Mark. Um, okay. and, and Mark's, um, not Mark's, uh, Simon's mother-in-law, right? Ooh. Yeah, I haven't looked ahead yet. So. Yeah, so family relationship, family dynamics. Okay, um, mother-in-laws. Yeah, 
So, but um, but thanks for being with us and wandering with us through um, some mm-hmm. of the first chapter <laughs> mark today. <laughs> we went some places. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mind kind of wandered a bit, but um, that's good. So, but thanks for being with us. Uh, once again, uh, it's good to be back. And you've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And be well, friends.